Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Today I'm going to share a familiar story from the book of John, and this is about the woman at the well. Like many of us, she had issues to deal with. We're going to look at who is this lady that Jesus Christ went out of his way to come and meet her and change her life. He did that for her, and he will do the same thing for you. You may be dealing with some major problems in your life. You may have gone through a divorce. You may have lost your spouse. Your children may be rebellious and you can't control them. Whatever your issues are, this message is for you. Why don't you join us today as we listen to this story about this woman and all of the things that she brought with her to the well. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Grab a hold of your Bibles. Repeat after me. Say, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. When I got up this morning, there were a lot of things on my mind. But one thing that was not on my mind until I got in my car was going to the gas station. I looked at my fuel level and I was almost on empty. So I had to go by the gas station before I could feel comfortable furthering my day. But have you ever gone to the gas station hoping to meet someone that might be a blessing to you? Have you ever headed to the station with excitement and anticipation that drawing the gasoline and filling your tank is going to be great? I think I would be safe in saying that getting gas is so routine and necessary that we do it without a second thought. If you're having a rough day on your job, it's likely that you're thinking about that when you go to get gas. If your marriage or relationship is in turmoil, that's probably on your mind when you pull up to the station and get out to get your gas. If you're in an abusive situation, if you're in a financial bind, that is what you may be thinking about when you go and get gas. That was a woman who has been talked about for many years, but she went to get refueled out of necessity. She wasn't going to get gas. She was on a routine mission to go get some water. She is a woman that has been talked about for more than a thousand years. Yet, she remained nameless. We don't know her name. She is called the woman at the well. She's also called the Samaritan woman. Countless preachers and teachers have talked about her, yet we know very little about her. As I read the story again about her interaction with Jesus, a question came to my mind. I've been thinking about it for some time, and I want to examine this question with a subject that I 
am going to put to today's message. And that subject is, and I have to tell you that I, I'm going to give credit to the Isley brothers for this one. <laughs> Who's that lady? Who is that lady? We see each other all the time and we see each other in different situations and context. But there are very few people that really know what you're going through. Very few people that really know the tough places that you've been and the issues that you have to deal with every day. Because when, when we come to church and someone say, how are you? You say, I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm good. Or maybe you'll say, well, I'm just hanging in there. Or if you're super spiritual, you'll say, well, I'm too blessed to be stressed. We have all of these sayings to respond to the question of how are you, but when you're by yourself and you're crying and you're struggling and you're hurting, nobody knows who you really are. But this lady was going to get some water, but she goes to get water like we goes to get gas. She wasn't thinking about the water or thinking about meeting anybody. She was just doing what she had to do to survive. So I want you to bear with me as I read this rather lengthy portion of Scripture. I want you to get the full picture of what I want to share with you today. The book of John chapter 4. Jesus is working and uh, this is right after John chapter 3 when he was talking to Nicodemus at night. Now he's moving forward. John chapter 4 verse 3 says, When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. For us, that's noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Just so you get a better picture. This is like being somewhere in the South in the 60s and you're sitting there and and, you know, the, the white man asked a black woman for a drink. And she says, how can you ask me for a drink? We don't even deal with each other at that level. The Samaritan woman said, you a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that was asking you for a drink of water, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You see, if you would know who you're talking to, you'd be asking me for some water and I could give you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? 
Jesus answered, everyone who drinks of this water will never thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water I will give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I will give him will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I don't have to come back here and keep hauling this water. And I'm thinking of this. This is a woman, and women in that culture was the one who went to draw water. You ever carried water? Water is heavy. How much water was she carrying? You got a water jar. That weighs something. Was it a gallon of water, two gallons of water? And how far does she have to come to get the water and carry it back? Try to carry five gallons of water for any distance. That's heavy. That's hard. That's work. But she's coming. Jesus changed the subject in verse 16. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you show right. When you said that, that's not the uh, NIV that's the Martin expanded version. He said, you sure right. You ain't got no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. I thought about that a little bit more. And I'm wondering if he's saying the man you now have is not your husband. I wonder if it was somebody else's husband. What you said is true, the woman said. I can see that you are a prophet. You know, if somebody get in your business like that, that you've never met and you just start talking to and they can tell you all the ins and outs of what you're doing, and you would say you are a prophet too. She said, I see you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. She changed the subject. I would too. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want to, what do you want? Or why are you talking to her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him some food? Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say four more months and then the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes, look at the fields. The fields are ripe for harvest. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. And so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. 
Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man is really the savior of the world. This woman was going to get water. She did not realize that Jesus had set her up. Jesus told his disciples, I need to go through Samaria. Now, unless you have an understanding of the culture and of that time, the Jews hated and despised the Samaritan people so much that they would rather take the long way around than to go through that territory of Samaria. They said, we don't even want to go to that place. They would rather avoid Samaria altogether, but Jesus says, I need to go to Samaria. He knew in his mind that he had an assignment to meet this woman. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you again for listening to our broadcast as we have brought you a message called, Who's That Lady? There are a lot of ladies and men who are listening to me right now who have gone through some tremendous challenges in their life. You've gone through relational issues, health issues, financial issues. You've gone through all kinds of things that have caused you to be discouraged or distracted or sometimes even defeated. But it was Jesus Christ who told this woman at the well, if you would ask me, I have something for you that you will never thirst again. I have the living water. And Jesus Christ is offering living water to each and every one of us. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. I want to give you a special invitation this month to be our guest at the light of the world. Come and see what God is doing. I like what Jesus Christ said. If you would believe on me, you will see the glory of God. The glory of God is moving and is available for you. Come meet us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umble Road. If you're in Atascacita or Summerwood, Northeast Houston or North Houston, you're in our neighborhood every Sunday at 10 a.m. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call the Beacon for Sunday School Books, Material, or Communion Supplies, 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.